Is that your husband's Porsche? Move over and let me show you how it's done. Your boyfriend must really be trusting to let you drive his car. And on, and on, and on. These are some of the attitudes that some men have said about women in Porsches. Misogynistic, sexist, and sometimes downright cruel. We sometimes tend to open our mouths and insert both feet in an attempt to marginalize females in what is, and what has been, a predominantly male-controlled industry. Yet if we were to look a little deeper, we would see that women have had a strong voice among the collectors, enthusiasts, and racers. It isn't lost on me that this podcast is being voiced by a man, and that I am sometimes tone deaf to what is important. So maybe it's time for a bit of an attitude adjustment, and I step aside for what is clearly the next generation of Porsche owners. Welcome to Porsche, Never Substituted. I'm your host this week, Mo Veach, and I'm the 15-year-old daughter of Will. As I mentioned in the preview for this episode, I plan on owning my own Porsche someday and fully expect to be a part of the amazing group of women that loves, babies, races, and enjoys their own Porsche cars. I have been learning to drive a stick and love the dogleg pattern of the 914. I know that one of the reasons that I will be able to enjoy my own someday is because of the generation of owners and pioneering women that have gone before me. I am grateful for their passion and determination that is making Porsche ownership among women a growing and valuable segment in the industry. This isn't an episode of Men vs. Women, but rather a celebration of women that have made Porsche their own. Even with all of our differences, we share this one wonderful thing. We all love Porsches. I want to start off with some of the early women who influenced and tied their own identity to the Porsche brand. One of the first was Annie Bousquet, an Austrian racing driver in the 1950s. Her story famously begins with a broken leg. You see, she was skiing in Sestriere in northern Italy in February 1952 when she crossed her skis, crashed, and broke her leg. A couple of days later, she was sitting in the hotel lobby when she overheard two men talking about racing. The two men happened to be drivers for Ferrari, who were on vacation with their families. Annie was fascinated, and almost before her leg had completely healed, she entered her first race driving a Renault in the Alpine race in France. She was hooked, but her driving style was described as courageous and cocky, and she was constantly flirting with the limits of physics. Because of her aggressive style, she often didn't end up crossing the finish line. Undeterred, she hopped into a 550 Spider in August of 1955, attempting to break the women's speed record of the Autodrome in France. Alas, she ended up in the hospital after a tire blew out at 200 kilometers an hour. But... Before that tire blew out, she had reached a speed of 230.5 kilometers an hour and secured the world record for the fastest lap. Annie was thrilled and sent a telegram to the team in Zuffenhausen that said, Broken leg, not neck, in good spirits, yours, Annie. Tragedy struck Annie, however, in early 1956 when her husband Pierre died in a car crash. Despite that terrible incident, Annie continued to race and in June of the same year entered the 12-hour endurance race in Rons. Picking up her 550 the day before her race, Annie drove the car through the night to the racing circuit. Insisting on driving the first stint of the race, Annie hopped into her 550 and on lap 17, her car flipped. She had broken her neck and died. Annie was only 31. Because of her crash, the officials at the 24 Hours of Le Mans banned women drivers all the way until 1971. Funny enough, men had been crashing and dying for decades before that, and that was acceptable, but it wasn't for a woman. But few Porsche stories ended like Annie's in tragedy. 
Annie's close friend, Gilberta Terrion, was highly successful and drove a Porsche in 1953 at the Nürburgring. She finished a respectable eighth place. Gilberta raced for Porsche, Fiat, Mercedes, and Ferrari, among others. But when her friend Annie died, she decided to retire. Incidentally, her Ferrari that she raced in 1956 that won its class sold in 2004 for $1.3 million. These strong women, their desire for success, and their love for Porsche led to generations of female Porsche enthusiasts, drivers, and executives. The $160 million Porsche Experience Centers in the United States are run by women. Porsche has women executives at every level and produced a video in March of 2021 that highlights their achievements for International Women's Day. But it is really the women owners that help drive the success of Porsche. Automobile Magazine featured women Porsche owners in October of 2019 that shined a bright spotlight on several powerful and driven women. Women like Melanie de Young, Amber Blonigan, and Mariana Small, who incidentally is the co-founder of Accelerating Change, which is a group that, quote, believes in fostering educational, social, and bonding experiences, creates a lasting impact that will drive more women to take action, be it taking part in automotive-centric events, developing skills and confidence in the automotive industry, or forging a network with like-minded individuals. Accelerating Change organizes and hosts track days for women of all skill levels and types. Small is also the president of Porsche Club of America, Los Angeles region, that boasts 2,000 members and is arguably one of the premier Porsche clubs in the world. She first fell in love with Porsche with the purchase of a 928 in Brazil. Some of the Porsches she has owned include a 991 Carrera 4S, a 997 Cabriolet, a 993 Carrera S, a 996 C4S, and a 1991 928 GT. But Mariana Small is much more than her fantastic Porsche collection. She speaks five languages, has lived all over the world, was vice president of a major corporation, she has degrees from universities in Germany and Brazil, and certifications from Harvard Business School. Mariana Small is an advocate for women in and around racing in the automotive world in general. There is also Martina Kwan, who is a three-times champion in a very much male-dominated racing category. The thing that is so impressive to me is that she really didn't start racing until the age of 50. Martina has two master's degrees, and after years working in the corporate accounting world, decided to become a business owner and start her own furniture and animation companies. She has also co-founded a racing school. Kwan bought her first Porsche in 2011 and has owned multiple GT3 RSs, a Cayenne S, and a Panamera. Everywhere you look, women are becoming more and more visible and leading in the automotive industry. They are not the only ambassadors for Porsche. Lara, known as That Porsche Girl on Instagram, is approaching 50,000 followers and has been featured in the article that I mentioned previously, and a massive list of others. In the March 2020 issue of Christophorus, in an article titled Lara's World, the Hollywood Precision Driver said of her 1969 911T, most of the men think I've borrowed the car from my dad, she says, stepping on the gas and moving into the passing lane. I'm always friendly and keep my thoughts to myself, but it never ceases to amaze me that people are bowled over by a woman at the wheel of a vintage Porsche. I have seen some comments made on Instagram about her that are outdated and sexist, but most people look to her as an example of what a Porsche owner should be. No gender specifics, just an owner, pride in their cars, and a passion for Porsche. I hope to interview her one day. 
Other women who have been trailblazers are Sarah Trimble and Lisa Taylor, who is the vice president of an aerospace company. Taylor has a not-so-secret Porsche collection of beautiful, colorful, and collectible Porsches. Her most famous is probably the cream of the crop, 1973-911 Carrera RS, or her Ruby Star GT3 RS. In a recent video from Car Throttle, she won't tell exactly how many cars she owns, but her collection is outstanding. Like a lot of us, she stated that she got the love of cars from her father, but her love of Porsche began after she drove her friend's 911 in 1981. She said that she sold her Mazda RX-7 the very next day. Examples such as these phenomenal, strong, beautiful, and powerful women encourages the next generation of Porsche drivers like me. This is not an exclusive boys club anymore. Women and the men that are in love with Porsche are changing attitudes for the better and being more inclusive and dynamic. And that is an attitude adjustment that I can get behind. Thanks for listening. Please share and tell your friends, family, and fellow Porsche lover. We also want to hear from you. We are collecting Porsche stories for future podcasts and would love to hear how your love affair with Porsche began. You can email us at stories at neversubstituted.com. Support our podcast by going to neversubstituted.com and check out our shop, links, and some very cool stuff, plus a preview of next week's show. Will will be back next week with an episode that will feature the incredible Porsche 964. Special thanks to Dennis Schrader Photography in Austin, Texas. You can see some amazing automotive prints and artwork at fastlanephotoworks.com. I am Mo Beach. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope to see you again soon.